everyone, it's Missy, and you are joining me on my first episode of my new podcast, Missy Unfiltered. To stay up to date on episodes and check out my blog, you can go to my website, missyposterly.com, or you could follow me on Instagram at missyposterly. I want to start by talking about how drastically my life has changed over the last few months. I went from working 40 to 60 hours a week to being a stay-at-home mom and basically questioning my entire life. For those of you that don't know me, I'm a manager at Dre's nightclub in Las Vegas, and at the beginning of March, everything shut down. And at first, I was kind of excited because I thought it was kind of like a break that I haven't had in a while, a time to maybe recharge and spend time with my kids. And then one weekend that I thought it would be turned into one month, and now we're here we're four months later, and I don't know when I'm going to get to go back to work. I love my job. I love what I do, and honestly, the thought of not having it has left me feeling really empty. And it sounds crazy that someone could feel like their job completes them, but I feel like my job at Dre's has been such a huge part of my identity for over 10 years. And especially like a city like Vegas, your job and your title is who you are to everybody that is in the service industry. So for me, each day has been like an emotional roller coaster. Feelings dating all the way back to high school. Like, you know, if I would have tried harder in Mr. Martin's algebra class, then coronavirus would have never happened. <laughs> but if I did something differently, maybe I wouldn't be in this position. And then I have these feelings of depression for taking this career path. And maybe if I would have taken a different career path instead of living in Las Vegas and working in the service industry, maybe the pandemic wouldn't have affected me like it has. Then it's, you know, maybe I wish I didn't have so much fun when I first moved out here partying and spending all my money and maybe I should have saved my money. But honestly, I think that's what everyone's feeling right now is maybe we should have all just been better with our money. But I think I think the biggest challenge for me is that I didn't have a backup plan. I don't have a, a skill set or a trade or something that I've learned just in case this doesn't work out. You know, I've put all of my eggs in one basket so sure that my job was secure. You know, Dre's is such an amazing company and it's it's been around for over 20 years. Like I never once questioned that it wouldn't be around as long as I was choosing to be here in Vegas. And it's not that it isn't around. We're not closing for good or anything like that, but you know, I really think that the nightclub and bar industry is going to suffer from the pandemic. And it's so terrifying. It's terrifying for me that at 33 years old, I need to figure out what to do with my life. And I feel like a hypocrite, honestly, you know, because so many times I've told my husband, like age is just a number. And I would give him all these different examples of all these celebrities that started their career at 40 or, you know, this person was in this position when they were your age and now they're doing this. And, you know, that was always my go-to for inspiration when I would talk to him when he decided to start barber school at the age of 35. I love my husband and I love his, his drive to never quit trying until he's happy. It's one of his best qualities. And I'm, I'm so glad that he finally found a career that makes him happy. So I know I can't say anything about being too old to start something new. But here's the hard part. What am I passionate about? 
what do I actually want to do? So then I start thinking, do I want to go to school? No. Does anyone ever want to go to school? But if I did, why would I even go? What would I even go for? You know, I'm thinking when I was in school, I was trying communications and then I was thinking about doing psychology. Like I couldn't imagine going to a four, eight year program. And I know people go to school much later in life than 33, but for, it's just not for me, honestly. Um, so then I started taking some online classes. Uh, Udemy is a great uh, online class program. You know, the, the classes can be fairly cheap. I learned Excel through Udemy, uh, Photoshop, and then I have a media marketing class that I want to take on there too. But anything I could just add to my resume. Resume for what? <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know what I need a resume for. Uh, and then I started an Instagram account for my poetry. I've always loved writing. It's always been something I've been super passionate about. I think if I had a dream job, it would be to write lyrics for songs. But I just, for whatever reason, my brain can't comprehend how to do that. And I don't know how to sing or play any instruments. So I feel like I'd have a really hard time trying to do that. Um, but my Instagram for my poetry will forever remain anonymous. Like, I'm just not comfortable sharing that with people. Uh, my husband doesn't even know which Instagram account is mine for poetry. But it's hard. It's hard to find inspiration when you're quarantined at home. You know, you're not out there in the world experiencing things or seeing things to write about. And then I thought, oh, I could write a book. Like, you know, people write, I've read so, I've listened to so many books. I've read so many books about people's lives. And it's just so interesting. And I'm like, I have enough stories to write a book. It would be hilarious. I have the funniest stories. My family's crazy. It'd be so good. And then I'm like be really sad too I feel like my book would be sad people would be like wow this is kind of messed up and then I think no one wants to even read a book that I would write no one cares <laughs> no one cares about me no one has even checked on me in these last four months I don't have any real friends Vegas is so fake the only reason people talk to me at work is because I'm their boss and my job is so isolating I can't even be friends with people I work with because it only gets me in trouble and I'm just better off at home with my family. They're all I need, but I need a job and I need to feed my kids. And oh my God, I don't want my kids to grow up poor. And I don't want them to see me stress about money. And then it just spirals and spirals into this big black hole of self-pity. But I've always been a firm believer of loving what you do, not just working for a paycheck. And I know that's not everyone's situation. You know, you have to put food on the table for your family and... Not all of us can follow our dream of being a rock star or an actress or whatever. So I get that. But my job at Dre's has spoiled me and has taught me that you can actually have a job that you enjoy going to where you don't see it as work. And so then I think, I'm like, what do I even love? Like, what do I love? What, am I, what makes me happy? And why do I love my job at Dre's so much? Maybe this will help me figure out what I want to do. And I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I love the people I work with. Dre's is like a big family. Um, for anyone who knows anything about Dre's or has worked at Dre's, I think that's the one thing that everyone agrees with is Dre's is like a family and everyone loves the people there. Um, and I just love the environment because it, we have live events. If you don't know anything about Dre's, we have um, performers most nights. And I love live music. I'm definitely a concert junkie. I love going to concerts and 
just the way that everybody connects at a concert and like in front of the stage and you know I you see people crying because a song makes them feel a certain way and I just love that like I love that human connection that people have at Dre's and I'm like that's it like I love human connection like that's one thing that I love but how do you get that at a time like this because that's a huge part of my life that I'm missing right now you know I know that the 30 or 40 people a night that I see at work, they say, hey, how are you? They probably don't actually care what my response is going to be, which is fine. I get that. But you have a few people that you see that are asking you how your kids are or complimenting your outfit. And that's a true human interaction that you get daily. And when you go from having that four days a week or seven days a week, however often you're at work, you know, and then my phone is constantly blowing up. I have 15 bosses and then I have 15 other managers that I work with. And then I have 40 to 50 cocktail servers texting me all day long. So you have that, your phone's constantly busy and you go from that to nothing. (laughs) It can really take a toll on someone's mental health. And on top of that, that lack of social interaction, you have this layer of uncertainty for your future and all of this financial stress that you just want to explode. And it all just happened so fast. And as agonizing and slow <laughs> the last four months have been, I cannot believe it's July. And I don't think anyone could have prepared for this. And regardless of your feelings or thoughts on COVID, you know, people think it's fake, people think it's man made, people think, you know, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, you wear a mask, you're a sheep, you don't wear a mask, you're ignorant. Like everyone has all these different thoughts about it and that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But the sad truth is that there are still people dying. I had a family member pass from COVID in March. Um, Businesses are still closing and there's millions of people that are still out of work and they have no idea what's next. And honestly, I've considered my situation lucky. I think my husband and I are lucky for where we're at right now, but we're still not in the best position. Like, you know, there's so many people out there that had to work through all of this for their normal wage, minimum wage or whatever. There's people who didn't even qualify for unemployment. You have hairdressers that are used to making thousands of dollars a week or lash artists that are used to making hundreds of dollars a day and they don't even qualify for unemployment. And then you have people that do qualify but can't get through They call and there's no one to answer the phone for whatever reason. Like my husband and I, we had each had $500 taken from our Bank of America um, Nevada unemployment card. And we call Bank of America. They said they've never seen that before, but unemployment took the money back. And you go on the website. There's nothing that says you were overpaid or there needs to be a deduction. Nothing. So then you call unemployment. I've been calling them for two weeks. (laughs) I can't even get through to anybody. And No one has any idea what's going on. And all we do is argue about everything on social media. And for some of us, that's that's the extent of our social interaction, making TikTok videos and arguing with other humans on Facebook. And, you know, for so long, I was so adamant about not being on my phone all the time. My husband and I try really hard to not be on our phone around the kids because then they become obsessed with wanting our phones. And then that's the only way to calm them down is to give them the phone. And I don't want to have that. You know, I get it, like, you know, screen time occasionally, but like, I don't want them to be obsessed with my phone the way that I'm obsessed with my phone. 
But that's all we have right now, you know, is being on our phones, being on social media, because that's the only way we can connect with other people. So in short, this is why I'm here doing this podcast, because I want to connect with people. I want to connect with you. You know, you see my pictures or you watch my stories on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. But this here, this is this is going to be me. This is going to be the unfiltered me. And I want to connect. And, you know, these are my thoughts that I'm going to put together and put them into words for you. And, you know, I've come to accept that some of you are going to listen because you care. You want to see what I'm up to. Uh, Some of you don't. And that's fine, too. But as much as this is going to be a, a sort of a therapy for me, I hope it does something for you, too. You know, maybe you feel isolated or sad and it'll help to know that there's another real person out there going through real shit. And honestly, you never know what another person's going through. So try and be kind. And all of my podcasts aren't going to be this weird, like, self-help vibe that I'm putting out right now. I'm, I'm going to be here to entertain you also. So if you're looking for some laughs, maybe an escape from the daily grind, whatever that is for you. Maybe you're still sitting at home not doing anything and your grind is going from your couch watching Netflix to your kitchen to make food. Um here I am. So you could check me out on my website, like I said, um, missyposterly.com, or you could check me out on Facebook or Instagram. Reach out if there's something you want to hear me talk about, or if you just want to talk to me or whatever, um, reach out and stay tuned. See what I have coming up next. Um, thank you guys for listening, and I will see you soon. You can hit me when it's over, what's up? You can hit me when it's over, what's up?